This is The House Call. Welcome back to The Brick House. I'm Joe here from The House Call podcast. We're going to be going over some major sports news in the NBA world, uh, starting right off with some injuries. So obviously, if you've been watching, you know that the Lakers have been going through it right now. Well, another stone has fallen on that, uh, that house that they're trying to build there, another brick down. LeBron James is dealing with a soft tissue injury in his lower body or in his abdomen. That is a big problem for them. They've been trying to find consistency on the court. They've been trying to find a way to turn that team around. It has been an underwhelming uh, performance from them, uh, dating all the way back to last year when they brought in uh, Westbrook and they thought that that combination would be killing it. Westbrook's been coming off the bench. LeBron, who is right there in the points totals, he, he's you know he's trying to carry that team on his back. Obviously, he's not going to be able to continue that for a little bit. He's going to be day-to-day. It's really going to be interesting to see how they manage his minutes, how they manage his time, and if they just try to rest him to get him get him right and get him healthy for the stretch run and just kind of deal with what they got on the court. They have the talent on that team. It is some aging talent, but they do have the talent on that team to be good. So it doesn't make any sense. It, it, it kind of reminds me of some of the things we've seen in other sports where they you get all this talent together and it just doesn't mesh. We don't know why it's not meshing. Is it a head coaching problem? Is it a chemistry problem? Is it a leadership problem? We don't know. But LeBron not being in really just makes that all the hard, all that much harder on the Lakers team. Keeping with injuries, Malcolm Brogdon, we were curious as a, as how he would uh, acclimate to the Celtics organization, how he would get going with that team. He looked like he was turning it around. He looked like he was being re- he was doing really well. But the injury bug, which has been Malcolm Brogdon's story since he came to the NBA, has struck again. He's got ham- left hamstring tightness. He is going to be day-to-day. They are going to be trying to manage that injury, making sure that he is good to go the rest of the year. So they are not going to try to rush him back. Uh, I do not think – I think he did not play against the Nuggets last night. That was announced. Not that they needed him, Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum, to carry that team. But that was the big concern with Malcolm Brogdon bringing him in. And that's why a lot of people were curious about how good the Malcolm Brogdon train would really be for the Celtics. It all came down to how healthy can Malcolm Brogdon stay for a full season. We're only, you know, maybe 20 games in, 10 games in right now, somewhere in that range. And Malcolm Brogdon's already missing games because of soft tissue injuries. If that's going to be the way this is going to go for him all year, you got really got to be concerned if you're a Celtics fan or you're in that locker room because that means one of your best players, one of your primary point guard rotations and a guy who can come off the bench and give you a massive boost suddenly isn't going to be available for spurts of time this year. The the Gallinari injury obviously was a big problem for them as well because they thought he was going to be coming off the bench, but they have been getting Sam Hauser in there. He's been filling that Gallinari hole. And now the question is, is Peyton Pritchard, who got some playing time last night for Malcolm Brogdon in that Nuggets game, he looked pretty good. He did some really good things on defense, did some really good things, shooting the ball, taking care of the basketball and the things that you know you you wanted to see from Peyton Pritchard, things that he probably wasn't doing last year. So it looks like they're going to be able to survive this, but it's another hit to a team that's already without Robert Williams III. And, you know, Horford's missed some time. Now Brogdon's on the shelf. Gallinari doesn't look like he's going to suit up till the end of the year if he suits up at all. They did get a uh, disabled player, uh, some sort of funding offer there from the NBA. It was like $3.8 million dollars. Uh, for uh, Gallinari's injury. And uh, so it's hard telling how that's going to play into how the Celtics can continue throughout the year if Gallinari plays at all and how everything's going. So the Celtics, once again, trying to find answers to fill gaps with people being out with injuries, people who are supposed to be big keys to that team. In other news, the Nets have removed the interim tag from Jacques Vaughn's 
uh, head coaching title. He is now their head coach. It looked like at periods of time that um, Ime Odoka, the suspended Celtics head coach, would be going to Brooklyn, being their head coach. That's where all everything was pointing to. However, it seemed that rumors were coming out that because of the Kyrie Irving situation and the situation that uh, Ime Odoka was uh, had in Boston, that just everything that's going on in Brooklyn, the Nets were not interested in bringing a, a whole nother slew of, of questions and turmoil and, and a lot of, you know, un, unknowns into a situation where they're already missing one of their best players because of some, I'm not really going to go into it. That's not my, you know, not my place. That's something that the NBA is working out with him. That's something that, you know, the community that he, uh, offended is working out trying to they're trying to work past that i'm not going to go into the details of it you know that's that's not our place here the house call we're just reporting the news here for the sports stuff so Kyrie irving did meet with adam silver though they look like they're progressing towards getting him back on the court getting him through some of these things that the brooklyn nets said he must meet or must must accomplish prior to coming back to play for the brooklyn nets now i do not know what that timeline looks like but it has really hindered the brooklyn nets uh and probably put a distraction at locker room that that team just does not need, especially since I said many times, I do not see this team being a playoff caliber team. I don't think that they're going to be uh, any better than they were last year. And I could easily see them getting swept in the first round again, if they do make the playoffs, they're not going to have home court advantage. I don't see that happening at all. I don't care how well KD plays and Ben Simmons plays and Kyrie, when he can be out there plays, right? It's just, I don't see the Brooklyn Nets being able to do anything. Jacques Vaughn, congratulations on the head coaching hire. The interim tag's been removed. It looks like they are going to roll with him for the rest of the year and possibly into their future. So congratulations to him locking down the head coaching job. It means that the organization really likes what they saw from him in his interim there. And once again, Ime Odoka is still suspended by the Celtics, and he's probably not going to coach this year. And he may not coach again. It depends. That is a big uh, black eye on the organization there. The NBA did not render any uh, decisions on that. That was a purely Boston organization, which is why Emi Odoka was up for the Nets job in the first place. But now that we've gone through the news and some of the injuries and some of the happenings around the NBA, let's get into something that I know you all want to talk about. I want to talk about. We're going to talk about who is the best, which best duo in the NBA right now is just absolutely killing it. Right. And, Depending on where you go, you can go to Bleacher Report, you can go to the NBA. There's a lot of articles, all right? And everyone's got their own ranking system on who's the best duo in the NBA right now. And a lot of it is based on uh, past performances, overall talent, and, and just, you know, things like that, right? For me, I always look at the current. I want to look at the current performances that are happening right now. And if you're looking at the current performances from a scoring standpoint, def- defensive standpoint, shooting standpoint, whatever you want to look at, the two best players that play on the same team, the best duo right now has got to be Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown. I mean, they're combining for almost 57 points a game. They're both shooting over 48% from the field. They're both shooting over 35% from three. And that is just an incredible, incredible, incredible thing they're doing right now. I think uh, Jalen Brown's averaging about 25 points and Jason Tatum's averaging 31 and he's a top five scorer right now. Now, I don't think that either of these guys are firmly in the MVP discussion right now because Giannis Antetokounmpo is still absolutely dominating every game he plays in. He's, you know, top five. In, he's top five in points. He's top five in rebounds. He is just killing it right now. And I don't know if these guys can catch him. But I will say, as a duo playing on the court together, it is Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum all the way. You can't, you, 
just look at the numbers. Numbers don't lie. All right. You cannot make field goal percentage points and they, you cannot make those numbers lie to you. There's no way you can make those numbers lie to you. All right. Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown, they're both 25 or younger, right? They're, they're a young duo and they're absolutely dominating every game they're playing. in. they're just, I don't know how you guard them together because either one of them can take over a game instantaneously. I don't think that, you know, if you had them on their own teams, they would be the number one player on that team. Like I hundred percent believe that. Now I do think that Jason Tatum has a part of his game that he needs to grow on. And it was something that we saw when you saw the, the Boston Celtics face the Cleveland Cavaliers, the two times they lost to the Cavaliers in overtime. Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown don't seem to have that consistent gear that like Donovan Mitchell has. And, and some of these guys have to so just take over a game at the end and go, you know what, I'm going to win this game. And if you watch Donovan Mitchell in those games, he just took it over. Every possession, he was dribble, penetration, step back, knocking down big shots, taking over in big situations. And whether it's a speed thing or how the offense works or whatever it is for the Celtics, we really haven't seen Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown be able to do that on command the way that some of these other superstar guys can do it. They just don't seem to have figured out how to do that yet. Now I said, they're young. They haven't really been like the true number one guys that they're trying to grow into in like together at the same time, right? There's a lot of mouths to feed in that offense, a lot of things going on in that offense. But at the same time, I a hundred percent believe the talent level is there for them to do the things that Donovan Mitchell and these other guys are doing to just take over close games and just close them out. That's what we need to see more from Jason Tatum. That's what we need to see more from Jalen Brown for them to get over the hump and really establish themselves as a major duo. And like I said, right now they're the best duo in the NBA, bar none, playing playing the game. But to establish themselves in the community and everyone to finally accept that, they're going to have to start doing things and winning these games more convincingly, closing out close games, and doing the things that these other guys are doing to really put themselves over the top. But let's go ahead and we'll get into uh, some good old – season leaders right now so your top five points for game i already told you that you know J- jason tatum's top five jason kimbo's top five so let's go ahead and run it down right luka Doncic is currently leading the way in points per game 33.6 he's just ahead of steph curry who's at 33.3 all the top five guys are scoring over 31 points jason tatum's fifth at 31.4 just behind donovan mitchell and jason kimbo who are four and three respect respectively Rebounds per game, it's all Rudy Gobert. He's at 12.9. Right on his heels is 12.2. Giannis Tuntakembo. Nikola Vucevic is 11.9. Clint Capella, 11.8. And Steven Adams, 11.5. That is a lot of really good numbers. Rudy Gobert is really showing up in Minnesota. They're showing why they brought him in there. Just dominating the boards. That's what you want from Rudy Gobert there, and that's what he's doing the way you want to see it. Assists per game right now. You might be surprised who's leading, who's number one in assists per game on average. It's James Harden. He's averaging 10 assists per game, right above Tyrese Halliburton, Chris Paul, Trey Young, and Nikola Jokic. Now, Jokic, it's crazy that you have a like a guy who plays a power forward or like a center position, and he's the guy. He, he's number five in assists. That is an incredible stat. All right, and 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 if you don't watch this man pass the basketball, you don't you know check into the Nuggets games. At least, at least five times a year, he's going to make a pass that he shouldn't be making. Like it's just, it, it's it, it's outrageous. It, how do you do that? I don't know. But Nikola Jokic, and I'm probably saying this, we'll just call him the Joker. His nickname's easier to say. I 
I'm not, I'm, I'm uncultured. I don't know how to say some, some of these last names, but we'll call him the Joker. That's his nickname. The guy can pass the basketball and he does it in such a great way. And I would love to see him lead the league in assists. I would, it would be amazing. Blocks per game is Brooke Lopez at 2.7. Steals per game, uh, OG Onobi in Toronto. He's at three. Field goal percentage, Nick Claxton in Brooklyn at 71.7%. Now, granted, a lot of these, like, you have to look at field goal percentage per attempts. But, you know, the NBA takes that into account. I believe that, you know, that's probably a really good way to look at it. I've seen Nick Claxton play. He's dominant around the rim, doesn't take a lot of bad shots. I think that that's a real that's a real stat right there. I think he's actually probably very capable of holding that the rest of the year. Three pointers made. That's Steph Curry at fifty nine. Surprisingly, he is not the the people who the top five people who have made the most three pointers are not on the list of three point percentage. That belongs to Kelly Olynyk there in Utah. Utah coming out of nowhere, right? Utah is actually a good team, and who would have thought based on how the exodus they had? And I said it the last episode, Danny Ainge is a god when it comes to just seeing talent and making a team out of nothing and collecting these draft picks and doing these things, and now he's just going to continue to do that and his team's winning, which is even more incredible, which means that there's people on that team that are going to be there the next couple of years, and he's already got the structure built. He just needs a couple superstars there, and Utah is right back where they want to be, which is on top. So those are your big leaders right now. I hope you enjoyed this episode of The Brick House. I'm Joe. Ernesto couldn't be here today, but we got merch links down below. We've got uh, codes for Liquid IV. I know I'm dehydrated. It was Veterans Day yesterday. I went out. I had a couple drinks with the boys, you know, celebrating Veterans Day, remembering the good times in the military, all that sort of stuff. You know how it is. But... I need to get me some liquid IV. I prefer the guava flavor, 16 ounces of water, one packet of liquid IV. I like it on ice. Give it a good stir up right there. Three times the electrolytes, all the hydration you need. I have it with me by my side. Whenever I'm doing anything outside, doing anything, it's giving me a good sweat, playing sports, does not matter. Liquid IV is right by my side. Like I said, if you want to get some merch, you can go to our society6.com, the house called podcast. Check out our merch store. We got shirts. We got everything you could possibly want rep the brand share this video show your friends grow our community subscribe we got giveaways coming up we're covering all kinds of sports it's not just basketball it's not just nfl we got baseball we got mma videos coming out now you can check us out on youtube on instagram on uh, tiktok on twitter we're all over the place we got a new website coming that we'll be posting in the bio here soon be sure to check us out follow us subscribe and i'll see you next time Let's go over the relevant ones here. Ones that I think had a real shot at getting to the playoffs. Good. One, Georgia Bulldogs. Two, Ohio State Buckeyes. Three, Michigan Wolverines. Four, TCU Horned Frogs. Five, 10C 